I always thought that you know the city needed to have a better like onboarding of how to become a small business owner. You know, because there was a time where I did go to a meeting where they had the EDD and the BOA and the IRS all in one place so we can ask questions, but nobody gives you a manual. That was 111 MENA owner Michelle Delaney. Welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. All throughout September, we focused on small business owners. Some were revisits with Pat's guests. And some were new to the show, like this episode. In this last small business episode, Michelle and her business partner, Alex Kivelstedt, tell the story of buying 111 Mena from the previous owner, Ai Ming. Michelle had been running the place after Ai Ming left, and soon after Alex came along and started helping run the place, he had the idea of buying the gallery. Unfortunately, we only had two mics working that day, so you'll hear me a little in the background from time to time. Here's Alex, followed by Michelle. We talked while she was in Ireland. I was like, it was, uh, we went back and forth, but it was like, she just, there was a, there, there was a very long email. Okay. But basically the content of it was, this would be really cool. Let's do this. And then it took me another five months of talking with Iming getting the ABC to do things because they don't like to do things so quickly. Right. Um, but yeah, it was in uh, the end of November, right before Thanksgiving, that it all got finalized. And of 2018. Of 2018. Okay, got it. Um, so, so yeah, and now I'm here. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, Young, he was the founder. Um, he was going to Berkeley. Um, he's studying rhetoric. And I always still have to like mention it on him because he had five credits, I think, to graduate and didn't do it. So I always am on him. I mean, about that. Um, but yeah, he's he's just a he's a great guy who, you know, really just wanted to. He loves art. He's an artist, but he also loves fun. You know, there was just like you know, what's the point of hanging out in this room and having art if we can't have like some fun and some music, some drinking? You know, like you know, because at the time, our galleries were a little stuffy. Right, and there was even a time that we went through where I think that some of the art galleries in town were saying that we weren't a real art gallery because we had drinks, you know. And we were like, "They were just what jealous." What are you talking about? <laughs> you have drinks, just not legally. It's fine. <laughs> we're all, you know, what I mean, we're all doing this. It's all, it's fine. It's awesome. So, so yeah. So I mean, um, started it, and he he started in 1993, and I think I believe around his birthday, September 3rd. That's the kind of the anniversary we always say for 111 Minute. Uh, so 1993, September 3rd, yeah, yeah 1993. Oh, we really just did past 28? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So what is that? 27. So is it 27? Is that 27 years we're open? If it's 93, yeah. Oh, right. I keep, I keep doing the thing. I like yeah. add, I add years at this point. I'm like, no, yeah. it's been so long. Because I guess 20, yeah, the 2018 was the 25th. So that would make a lot of sense. It is still 27th. Yeah. yeah, and that was really cool because that's when uh, Alex and I mean, is that when you guys first hung out? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was... mean, it was a little bit, you know, it was a little bit, like, awkward well, for me, you know, because I've got, like, this guy that I love, like, going out and then this guy that I met that it seems like he has so much potential and he's smart and he's awesome, you know, like, and, you know, can bring so much to this place, you know, like, new ideas and, again, like, seeing what we need help with and, coming in and again willing to like you know work and help and he's been in different um, industries and we've had and the people that worked at Minna as you know we've all been the same people 
right? I mean, people just kind of don't leave. And so having a new breath of fresh air in here, it was great. So, but it was just so funny because it was like, okay, are Alex and I mean going to like each other, you know? Because <laughs> they have this whole deal going on with each other. Like, I mean, stepping out, Alex is stepping in. But it was also because I Ming was in Cambodia the whole time we were negotiating. Um, and he only came back for basically signing some paperwork and uh, coming back for the 25th. Yeah. Um, so it was like this very weird moment of like the new and the old kind of yeah. like meeting for the first time after we'd already agreed on things and just kind of like, I remember watching Michelle's face just like standing on the side. Just like, <laughs> is this going to be fireworks or an explosion? <laughs> I think I was trying to push the drinking. I'm like, don't you guys want to have a drink together? <laughs> and, you know, we got along. So it, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, is a very easy human to get along with. Yeah, and so. I think I mean was, was super excited that someone was coming in his, his um, place that, that really cared about the place. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could tell Alex was, was a good guy. I, I mean, has a particularly good ability to have good people gravitate around him. You know? He attracts. He attracts. Well, he but I think very much does. I think it's partially because he's so damn generous. Yes. That I think he attracts a lot of people. Like, he gives a lot of people chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that really, I mean, it, it can be definitely taken advantage of, but I think he got very lucky, and a lot of the people that gravitated towards him turned out to just be amazing people. Yeah. Who, like, took that opportunity and ran with it. No, it's definitely not coincidence. I think it definitely took someone like him to create that, right? I mean, you know, to get it started. You know, well, you know, at the time, there wasn't anything down here. You know, like, he really took a chance. I mean, he really did. He's like, but he was also really funny, too, because he loved underground. Whenever I, like, brought up the idea of actually marketing, like, putting our name on the place or, like, telling people about us, he's like, why would you do that? You know, like, why do you want anyone to know we're here? I'm like, I mean, <laughs> like, he just loved the secrecy of it. So I think that's one of the things that probably attracted him to the area was it was just, like, just, like, hidden. It was hidden. It was affordable. And he... And this area was like he got here first, but then it was like MoMA was going to come down here, and yeah. you had all these other arts institutions um, kind of popping up. So yeah. it kind of you were going to Center for the Arts yeah. the same year, yeah. ended up being the same year. But I don't think I Ming had imagined or known, and, and again this is pre-COVID, that the Moscone Center would have been turned into this like amazing giant palace of hanging out, right? <laughs> I mean, he had no clue that he had actually picked a terrific location. So I think it was really interesting. But again, with I Ming, it doesn't really matter where he puts himself, right? Because he will be this little, like, gravitational pull, you know, and start, like, people will start orbiting around him, and, you know, they'll find him. And they did. So that started as a beer and wine bar on that side. And then, gosh, I think it was in... I feel like it was 2000 that the yeah i feel like it was around when you got here that the thing opened up a whole space so i'm not i'm it's not sure then. the events again started happening more when moscone started coming on okay. online right and i don't know what was going on with moscone before but again that was another one of those worlds <laughs> where you're like what because when you're doing dance parties and you're a club and you're an art gallery you don't really care about you don't think about it. You don't think about, oh yeah, let me get some people in here for like a stuffy like corporate event. Like that's not something you think about. You're like, that's not fun, you know? And then um, 
And then you realize that uh, it's San Francisco and, and, you know, times are changing and money's a changing and you better learn how to make some or you're in, you're in big trouble, right? So then you're like, oh, these corporate events, good. <laughs> you know, it can be very interesting. But what was cool is that, you know, when you worked with the corporates, then they had some money and you got to use your creativity and have some fun. You know, and I really like that. I got into that. I was like, wait, you're going to give me some money and I get to decorate this for you and I get to come up with a theme and I get to show you a good time and I get to make some fun drinks for you. You know, I was like, all right, you know, I can get into this. I can do this. I always say that, like, sadly, I might have just been the most sober, or the most responsible one at the time because, you know what I mean? Someone had to lock up, right? <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a feeling that, because I've noticed this, Michelle doesn't like when things don't work well. So what I could imagine is back in the day, again, everyone's partying, everyone's having fun, but no one's like handling a lot of the way of like how things should operate. And so she just kind of like slowly probably like filled in those gaps over time. Like, oh, no one's doing this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. No one's doing that. Oh, I'll do that too. I think I remember probably button heads with a few bartenders. Like, why do you think you're the boss of me? Uh, I'm all because I'm the most bossy. I don't know. Right. (laughs) Is that what it is? Well, I just, you know, I think I think particularly what I was behind the bar it was like cleaning. You know what I mean? That's one of the like first steps. That's your kind of gateway into bossiness is like, did you clean that? Did you clean that? Well, why are you supposed to tell me I cleaned that? Because it needs to be clean because that's like a universal truth, right? So I'm the universe is bossing me to boss you. Okay? So that's how this is going down. <laughs> I'm only the messenger. I'm not trying to be bossy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just kind of that's just kind of, you know, how it happened. And um, and luckily, like, you know, I mean, was I mean, was OK with it, you know, as long as I was happy and having fun. He, you know, he was like, you know, he was kind of he was kind of like a, a Michelle cheerleader. And I, really, I, I have to say, I really appreciated it. it was it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Well, I'm sure he was happy having someone do it. So it wasn't him. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's going to get done. <laughs> We're good. He ended up in Kenwood for a little bit, you know. And his house um, got taken down in that last that fire that was up there, which was really sad because that kind of I feel like was one of the things that instigated him to kind of keep pushing himself away from this area. And he had, you know, when I first met him, he was definitely kind of a explore Thailand kind of guy. You know, he'd go to Thailand, check out that area, which is still totally foreign to me because I've never been there. I've never gone to see him yet. And then, and then started putting his roots down there. And started kind of like making friends with the artists and the expats and everything. And then found a place and paid rent and came up with, you know, the 111 Minute East thing. And same concept he liked here, right? Drinks and art, right? So he found his love and he, he made it happen there. So I was running things, you know, it was it was crazy. You know, Moscone Center went down, you know, got redone. Um, rent went up. There was a few times that I was like literally crying to the landlord, <laughs> you know, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't have anyone to ask, you know, needed someone like to like help, you know, someone intelligent. Um, that's, a, that's another thing, not that we're all intelligent, but not intelligent, but you know what I mean? You're working at a bar. We're bartenders, right? We're not well, we're trained in business. There's a lot of, there's lots of different types of intelligence. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was very, it was very tricky. And I always thought that, you know, the city needed to have a better, like, onboarding of how to become a small business owner, you know, because there was a time where I did go to a meeting where they had the EDD and the BOA and the IRS all in one place so we could ask questions, but nobody gives you a manual. Nobody tells you. You have to go 
figure out what permit you have to pay for. You have to go figure out what you're going to get in trouble for. Like nobody tells you. You just have to go figure it out. Or you get in trouble and then you have to deal with it then. Exactly. I was going to make like SF Women's Guide to running a small business because I was like, you need that help. And because I'm a particular type of person, I like to go figure out how to not get in trouble before I get in trouble. So I like seek it out. Like, I mean, I used to always call me the IRS lover because I would just call them and wait on hold for like three hours just to ask questions. He's like, why do you love the IRS so much? I was like, because I want to know. Because we don't want to get audited. We don't want to get in trouble. You know? And and seriously, you have to like, you have to be freaking Nancy Drew over here. <laughs> like, give me a freaking clue, city. How am I supposed to do this, right? Um, you know, but even even before like I met him, like I felt like I knew that that someone was coming. You know, um, because when again when we met in that room and Zappa, I remember sitting down. I was on the south side. He was on the north side. And we were talking, and I was just like, again, like, you want to help? Let's do this, right? And he wanted help for free, which was even better. <laughs> he was like, yeah, help me, and, you know, I don't got to get paid. I was like, whoa, this is amazing, right? It's a pile like. <laughs> she got what she paid for. <laughs> and I really like that he, you know, he was an English major. You know, he was all these kind of, like, things. Like I'm art majors, right? You know, <laughs> You know, he knew how to, like, you know, kind of decipher contracts raised by two lawyers you know do financials again all that stuff that like you don't really you know when you're running a business you want to book fun stuff and have a great time like (laughs) who wants to do all that (laughs) like what what good is that how does that help the business how does that bring in business right (laughs) but it has to be done well to be honest I was trying not to um, be that like you know like when like someone asks you on a date and you don't want to call too soon because you don't want to seem too like desperate and eager I was trying to pull that card you know I was like oh yeah that seems like okay let's talk about it later or whatever I was like yes thank you thank you <laughs> I need help she you may, know what I mean this is a wait, big like operation <laughs> no I just was like okay when can I call this number when can I call this number like burning in my hand you know and meanwhile were you like why is she so cool about this <laughs> I mean I just figured she actually needed to think about it uh, no. I was like this is a this is a there's a lot that changes theoretically if I come in. Like it, it completely alters the dynamic of how this place had been existing. Yeah, um, the so only thing I was scared about, the only thing I was scared about is that he would, he would not, and we had to talk about it, you know that the soul and the heart and the giving of Minna was, help, was intact, right? And so I remember when he said, you know, Michelle, I wanna <clears throat> you know, help you like, to get this place you know, up and running and financially stable. But I will not like I will not like impact or hurt the heart and soul of this place and what its mission is. And like that was like, okay, you know what I mean? Like that's what I needed to hear. That's what I needed to know. Twenty eighteen was kind of a lot of getting digging out of digging out Moscone of being down. Yeah, digging out of Moscone being down and just kind of trying to put a little structure in place to really get ourselves prepared for the future. Um and 2019 like part of part of my philosophy and helping here was very much let michelle do her job to the best of her ability and spend less time dealing with the minutiae of actually running the place so most of my existence was like firefighting and dealing like taking over the financials and trying to help manage little bits of the staff here and there so that michelle could focus on 
selling events and putting on that fun stuff and supporting the art community and supporting the nonprofit community and like putting all of her energy out instead of having to keep it all in. Right. Um, and 2019 went exceedingly well, way better than I think any of us anticipated. Like I, 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 in my head when I was looking at how, you know, 2017 went, looking at 2018, I was like, okay, like realistically projecting out 2019 to be this kind of like build up year of like, okay, we're gonna probably like spend a lot of our energy just kind of building momentum. And we just, well, Michelle crushed that. And we had a we had a fantastic year. We held a lot of events for a lot of different communities that really needed the space or needed the support, um, as well as managing to, again, book the corporate clients so that we could do those other things. So we kind of, and to Michelle's point of like wanting to keep the heart and soul of Minna alive, it was very much like, okay, if we want to do all these things to support these communities without having to really charge them, we have to bring in the money in another way. Subsidized by yeah, right. subsidized by all the corporates. Because 2019 when Moscone reopened, I'm sorry, what did I uh, Yeah, it was yeah, opened. Yeah, that's kind of when it was coming back with the, you know, it had been rebuilt and it was ready and everyone had, you know, booked the big conferences. So that didn't hurt any. No, no. it was great. Yeah. It was great. Okay. And to be fair, 2020 prior to COVID was, uh, was looking to be just as good, if not better than 2019. Um, so it was like everything was full force going forward. We were like, this is amazing. Like we're going to have another banner year. Uh, and then Michelle likes to blame. I got interviewed by Cron four cause they just like wandered in at the end of February. Um, and they were like looking for a manager and I just happened to be standing at the end of the bar. Uh, and they were like, Oh, we want to talk to you about Facebook canceling their convention. Cause Facebook had just canceled. They were the first ones to do it. Oh, in terms of the city, in oh, San Francisco, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so they were the first. In, first yeah, yeah. So they, they were the first uh, San Francisco convention to pull out, and I basically on there. I was like, look, like one or two conventions isn't a big deal, but if we hit like three months of conventions being canceled, that's when things are really gonna be bad. And then of course everything started canceling. With like the next week, it was like five more conventions canceled, and then the next week another bunch of conventions canceled and the week after that San Francisco shut down and they all like to point to this and be like, you did this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. We have to blame somebody. I know. <laughs> we do have to blame somebody. It's going to be Alex. Um, but yeah, it, it was... Uh, He's the all-knowing seer. <laughs> apparently. Savior and... and yeah, right? Yeah. Doomsayer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a, it's been a very interesting process because we've... We spent a lot of energy trying to figure out how to pivot in a number of areas to basically keep Minna alive. Because, right. I mean, one of the things, like, I mean, I don't think we ever actually talked about it in any serious way. We never considered not making it. I know, like, for a lot of other small businesses, they were having to make the decision of, like, do we try and fight this out or do we just close the doors? And that was never, that was never a conversation. We just were like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna scrap together whatever we have to to make sure that this institution survives because San Francisco, like, I don't know, when you've been around for twenty seven years, it's just like, we're kind of an institution here. And yeah, uh, not to I think mention, like, you know, people need places like this. They do. I always say, like, what fun is it if you're a tech guy and you make a bunch of money and you have no cool place like Minna to go spend it? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do, sit in your house and order off Amazon and have deliveries? Like, that's not fun, right? You need, you know, at some point you need to get out and have culture and art and people and, you know, humans, interactions. 
we put together a fundraiser on top of doing kind of a three-day variety TV show, for lack of a better term. That's Michelle's favorite way of, des- of describing it. Um, because, of course, the first time you do anything online, you should do three days of it. <laughs> because, <laughs> obviously, like segments. just go for the whole thing. Um, so we put together a fundraiser attached to that to basically be like, hey, like if people can donate, great. If you want to buy some art, great. Otherwise, like we're going to put together this variety show of like all these different artists, of all these different mediums. Um, which was really fun. It was in the beginning of August that we fi- we got that done. We only had like six weeks to get it done, and we somehow pulled that together, which I still don't know how that happened. We're in the process of migrating it onto YouTube. Okay. So as part of this, we're also starting a YouTube channel, which we are going to start doing our own podcasts and content on at some point. Yeah, we have our first one booked um, with an artist, and we're going to try it for the first week of September 23rd, 21st to the 25th. One of those days, we're going to do our first like podcast recording and like live TV recording with an yeah. artist for our, our TV show so and focus on artists. I think at this point, what we're trying to do is we want we want to keep Minna as this cultural hub for artists of any type. So part of that is, again, getting an online presence, um, putting together podcasts, putting together a little bit of a show where we go interview artists around the who are local and kind of get them talking about their stories and about what they're doing, how where their art is. But yeah, and we really just want to focus on kind of keeping the support for the arts community alive. And then on top of that, the other big kind of thing that we're working on is we're basically creating a production studio in-house. Um, so that's why we have a lot of equipment. That's why we, <laughs> um, so Yeah, and because uh, again, for a lot of, especially to again, be able to bring in some of the corporate money to help us do the other things, um, a lot of these people are moving to online events. We have to be able to do online events. And it's much easier if we can do them all here. It's turnkey. Great. And uh, so we're working with some people on that right now. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have some stuff together so we can kind of throw it against the wall and hope it sticks. I think our last thing was we were just coming up today with a, what we were going to do for holiday offerings. Oh, right. So, right? so we're like, let's let's think of a like art card and we'll put some alcohol and put some coffee and just throw all the things that Minna does in something special. Yeah. And it's actually somewhat separately. So my... My brother... Uh, oh, yeah, we have a cool wine. Too. Yeah, so my brother has been making wine since 2005. Um, so he just kind of randomly got into that. Uh, so he made our wine. Like, we we haven't had an artist create a label for us. We had my brother make the wine, so we have this wine partnership with him on that, which we hope are, is going to continue going forward, and we can actually kind of create an artist series. So we'll have... We had Mike Davis on this first one, and so maybe if we sell it, and it goes well, we can create a second one and have another label by another local artist and just kind of create like a wine, make, like a, it's like a artist wine series. Uh, unfortunately, due to the rules of the, the uh, ABC, we are only allowed to sell sealed product. Yeah. So we're going to try and do that and see what happens. That was Alex Kivelstedt and Michelle Delaney. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, we'll get to know SF street artist and self-described troll, Ricky Rat. Please join us for episode 36 next week. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 130 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, 
storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find the podcast just about everywhere you can listen, including, most recently, BFF.FM's new podcast network. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback, so if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.